Thank you for joining today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast, and thank you for having a desire to be your best at work and helping your organization achieve success. This podcast focuses on tactical actions to improve workplace culture, and these tactics align to our nine principles for organizational excellence. I'm here with Donna Kirby, Vice President of the Blue Wahoos, Pensacola Blue Wahoos, a double-A baseball team affiliated with the Minnesota Twins. Donna has joined me on the last two episodes of, as we focused on a culture around service, you know, one of our nine principles for organizational excellence. Mm-hmm. We're going to conclude our conversation today with Donna, and with Donna giving us some pointers on how to apply service excellence tactics to our organizations. So I'm looking forward to uh, listening to, to what you advise us to do. Great. I'm going to learn from it and apply them myself, Donna, because, again, I always, always learn from you. Thank you. So I'm so pleased to have you on the show today. So let's just start. I, we'll focus on three tactics. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll just take kind of one at a time. Right. And, uh, and so let's just start. If you, you know, if you were talking about one tactic that you would recommend um, for us to apply to create a, a great service to our customers, to people that we work with, you know, what what would that be? Right. Number one, with a bullet, hire the right people. Hire the right people, hire for success, right? We go through, um, at the Blue Wahoos, every year we go through our job fairs and we see an awful lot of faces that come through, but very, very few are going to live the standards and going to live what we need them to. We look for that X factor in that employee who really believes and will live the customer service excellence that we put out there. So we'll ask them behaviorally based questions. Tell us about a time when you didn't get along with a coworker. How did you handle that situation? How, what was the outcome? Um, we'll ask them, you know, what's the big challenge that you feel that you have in your life and how are you working to improve that? And things like that. So you're finding the right people. We have very few spots that come open during yeah. the off season, which is, you know, good for us. That's great because we have a lot of institutional knowledge that comes back to us. But we want to make sure that the people that we're hiring will also serve those returning employees well. Um, we'll buddy them up. The new folks that come on board who are selected will be paired with a returning person to show them what right looks like. It's, yeah. you know, one thing it's to great. talk through it, you know, during a job interview or anything like that. But when you're actually at the game and you've got a question about, hey, how do I answer this fan who had this question or what's the answer to this? They have a person they can go to. If I'm not available, they've got their buddy that they can go to. Yeah. You know, so just as I'm thinking through um, so if, if you are, are asking one of your questions mm-hmm. and, um, you know, can you give us an example of like what a good answer would be and maybe one that's not such a good answer? Right. Absolutely. So a good answer, and I've heard this recently, was the question about can you tell me a time when you didn't get along with a coworker, mm-hmm. right? And the good answer was that, you know, we were, just weren't getting along. There wasn't anything wrong with her. I didn't feel like I was doing anything wrong, but we just felt that tension together. We actually sat down, talked through it, realized that it was a communication issue. Resolved that, okay, I'm going to let you know when we've got this shipment of pallets coming in because I was falling down and not letting her know. That was causing frustration on her part. From that moment on, we began working together really well and still learning and developing, but at least we came to some sort of resolution. That was an actual interview answer. I thought, wow, oh, that's, that's great answer. we need you really teaching is. people how to do that, <laughs> yeah, right? Because right. <laughs> nine times out of ten, it's communication anyway. So she hit the nail on the head when she said that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a bad, an example of a bad answer, and unfortunately we've heard this too, is tell us about a time when you haven't gotten along with somebody. I just quit. I didn't <laughs> want to be there, right? So that, I mean, that's not the person that you want kind yeah. of diving in. It's not all wine and roses at the games, but we want to have somebody who's going to work through that and get it back to wine and roses for the fan experience so that 
we're, we're promoting, you know, that we're the best in customer service, so we want that always to be the forefront of our staff. Yeah, and, you know, we, we think about customer service as fan experience, which we've talked about, mm-hmm. uh, and also it's working with their teammates, right? Right, you right, know, And absolutely. having that ability, because they work very closely with All each other, sometimes under some stressful situations. Very stressful, right, and we're here at long hours, right? We'll come in at maybe 8.30 and then not leave until 11 o'clock at night on a game day, mm-hmm. right? So you're there a lot. Oftentimes during the season, we see our coworkers more than we see our actual family members. Uh, game day staff will come in later, of course, but they're also working very closely together. We just ended a 10-game stretch of yeah. of uh, games, right, and, and then followed by a nine-game stretch. So that's a lot of time together. If they're not communicating, they're not working together, things can start becoming tense and nobody wins from that. Nobody, no, no, the That's fans right. aren't winning, you know, the employees aren't enjoying themselves and we want that. We want everybody to come to work and want to be there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, it, so hiring the, the right, the right person, mm-hmm. hiring the right people, right. Um, you know, so sometimes, and we, we've talked about that on our episodes here and sometimes we've talked about making sure they're in the right seats right exactly so is that is that part of hiring the right person too? it absolutely is right we've we've had that too where we've hired the right person they've got the personality they're dedicated they believe in every single one of the standards that we that we had them sign off on and uh, I'll start them as an usher and they just freeze and they don't know oh gosh I've got to welcome them and, and help them down I think they get nervous I really do but we still want them on the team right so sometimes then I'll tr- move them to a security role let's try you in security and that's much more their suit right or vice versa right we might have somebody who just exudes personality on the security team and we want that person to be you know overseeing a section and taking care of the fans and so we'll make some switches that's so nice. finding the right spot it, it lowers anxiety for the person for right. the staff member, right? Mm-hmm. And it creates a better atmosphere for everybody involved, the staff member and fans alike. Yeah, I think that's right. You know, I've, that's one of the things I've learned um, over my, my years as a leader is sometimes people apply for a position. Mm-hmm. They've got great skills and they come in and, you know, they they do good work. Right. But they're having some complications in that job. But right. you can see their talents, and right. if you just shift them just a little bit, right. you just really begin to see them blossom. You know, Absolutely. that's one of my. As I see that as a leader, when I see that occur, you know, that those are some of the greatest moments that I remember as Absolutely. a leader. Absolutely, it's a catalyst for success. It really is because you don't want to. What's the saying? You don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. That person's not succeeding in that particular role, but you believe in them, yes. and they've you know, shown such promise, let's find the right role for them and then everybody wins. Yeah, that's a highly committed leader. Appreciate that you do that. Thank for, you. I'm sure a n- number of people who you've led appreciate that you've done that for them. Thank you. So what's the second tactic? Donna? So the second tactic, and we talked about this on the last episode, was that reward and recognition, right? So you've got your staff. This is the staff we want. This is the staff that we believe in. We want to keep them motivated. And so we set goals for them. So Kind of a a neat thing is midway through the year, if they've hit a certain criteria for the fan experience, we'll give them a gift card at the All-Star break, Mm -hmm. right? And say, thank you so much for a successful first half of the season. Uh, We haven't, we have not not hit it yet, right? So because everybody is so dedicated to to providing that experience. Um, So the reward and recognition comes into play through things like that, a gift card when 
you know, certain criteria are met. But every single game will take employees up onto the dugout and celebrate great things that they've done. Either uh, we've had a fan write in on a survey and said, oh my gosh, you have to know what Trenisha did for me. My husband spilt his entire meal and <laughs> she ran up and replaced it and made sure he was okay and didn't scrape his knee, you know, so they'll give us specifics. And so I'll celebrate that in front of everybody so that they know, number one, what Trenisha did. She should be, you know, applauded mm -hmm. for that. But number two, how easy it is to do, you know, to, to be able to uh, be recognized for doing the right thing. And that is really truly taking care of the guests to our living room. We talk about that and and I try to present that to the staff that think of this as your living room. Our stadium is your living room and you're having friends over, right? And I always tell them too that the stadium is concrete and steel. And once they show up for work, it becomes life, right? Uh, yeah. And uh, they take it very seriously, right? And mm -hmm. that reward and recognition is all part of that. They, they are bought in, they are owners of, of the team. Yeah, they, and you can tell. This October, we are sharing success by the seaside at Destination High Performance Pensacola. We invite you to our home on sunny Pensacola Beach, Florida, where we look forward to sharing strategies that are the foundation of a continuously improving organization. Join us October 29th and 30th to network and learn from highly successful and motivated leaders from around the nation as they share their stories. Topics include engaging and retaining the best employees, building a culture around service, and reaching goals. For more information or to register, please visit studereducation.com events. So one of Thank the things you. that you just said, I think I heard, Donna, make sure I'm right with this, right. is you have some organizational goals, mm -hmm. like when you were talking about you give the gift card if we hit a, a mm -hmm. certain target. Right. So it, that's a target for your whole team, right? The whole and, team, right. Okay. Yeah, it's individual, well, it's actually organizationally driven, but then mm -hmm. also de departmentally driven. So there are two metrics that we use to make sure that we are driving the fan experience the way that we want to, right? The first is the net promoter score. Mm -hmm. The net promoter score is a simple equation of what percentage of fans are promoting you minus what percentage of fans are detractors of you. So the promoters are out there saying, when you go to Pensacola, if you do nothing else, make sure you go to a Blue Wahoos game, right? Those are the people who really, truly believe in you, right? The detractors are the people who are saying, don't waste your time, don't waste your money, it's not worth it, go find something else to do or just stay home, right? So to put it in, to kind of benchmark it for our conversation here, Disney, the Ritz-Carlton, uh, Amazon, all trend right around the mid-60s, maybe up to 68 or something like for their net promoter score. We closed last season at an 87.6. Wow. So that is one way to tell us that what we're doing is driving that fan experience, right? Yeah. Remember, like we talked about in a previous episode, was that it's much more than just survey results. It is truly the fan experience when you bring it to life, right? Yeah. Uh, so that net promoter score is one metric that we use. The second is the fan satisfaction score, and that's by department. So on a scale of one to 10, tell us how was your ticket taker's friendliness? How was your usher's greeting? How about the food? Did you enjoy the uh, variety on the menu? How about the wait time at the concession stands? So each of the departmental leaders will get the feedback the next day when we come back in and review the results and figure out where do we need to tweak. Now, we'll reply back to anybody who has given us an above average or lower. And it sounds counterintuitive to say above average, you would think that's good, right? But we're presenting ourselves as a world-class experience. So above average is still average, yeah. right? So yeah. that's not good enough. So we'll reach out to those fans and say, 
glad that you had an above average experience, you know, that, that things were okay, but we want it to be more than okay. What can we do to wow you? And we get that feedback and we'll implement it wherever we can yeah. and however we can to drive them. That's great. So it's just, just total attention to, yeah, absolutely. I mean, to, and, and really with the individuals you just talked about, like they're almost at the place of really enjoy, totally enjoying their experience. Right. So we just want to get them to that, right. to that next level. There, you know, and I'm glad to say this, there are very few detractors. We get them. We're going to yeah. get them all the time. I think the percentage is 8% of any Mm-hmm. grouping is never going to be satisfied and that's we kind of take that with a little pin in it and mm-hmm. that's good to know but we always keep an eye on that right so we'll get I think on the last survey results I think it was four percent of the people yeah. rated us a six or a lower on a scale of one to ten um, and those are the detractors right it's really the sevens and the eights where we feel like we've got a lot of opportunity there are a lot of potential to convert a seven or an eight just to a nine just to a nine yeah you know a nine is is somebody who's going to really believe in our product and that's what we truly want yeah that's great it's not a strategy thank you yeah it's not us just saying let's get a better grade you know it's not that it's Mm -hmm. truly taking that feedback and saying hey they're telling us we're not doing something right or we're missing the ball somewhere what can we learn from this fan to drive them to a better place? And it's place. changing our behavior to get to, right. to, get to that. That's right. great. Yeah. So let's, uh, what's our, what's a last tactic for us? Yes. The third tactic. The third tactic, almost, uh, you know, it, it seems uh, funny to say this, but we empower the employees, right? And the example I'm going to use is what I'm talking about is funny, but we, we empower the employees. Like I said, it's their living room. They're having guests over. They, they're empowered to do whatever it takes to make sure that that fan is having a great time. Are there going to be situations that come up uh, sometimes where they need to step out and we need to bring in, you know, escalate it all, go talk to the fan or, you know, we do have situations where we have to have the police involved, unfortunately, sometimes, but we try to avoid that. But the, it starts with the employee. They are empowered to make any decisions. And what I was laughing about, Janet, is we instituted a policy back, I want to say it was five years ago by now, where every employee has access to a petty cash bag, right? The fans upset about something. Their ice cream. This is a, this is a story that happened. He, he came to the game with his grandson. Right, got the food. The ice cream cone that they ordered just kept melting. Right, <laughs> and whatever reason it was, that pushed him over the edge. He was not having it. Not hearing anything about it. Didn't want anything to do with the Blue Wahoos. I'm leaving. I'm never coming back again because the it was a Sunday afternoon game. It was yeah. just one of these things. I think it just just was had it at that point. Right, <laughs> yeah. and. Uh, so the usher over that gentleman's section came to me and I said, absolutely, you know what, let's go talk to him. And what we want to do is pay him for all of his trouble for being here. We bought his ticket, his food, even gave him gas money mm-hmm. for his trouble with coming down to the, to the stadium, right? And that all came out of this, you know, allotment that we put out there that's available to every single employee to have that service recovery, right? Well, the reason I was laughing is when we first instituted this policy, I thought, oh boy, we're going to be, you know, you know, yeah. replenishing this every other game and what the heck. The first four seasons, we never touched it once. Wow. Not once. Mm-hmm. That's testimony to our staff, our game day staff, mm-hmm. for taking care of situations in real time and recovering those fans and still driving a wonderful fan experience. Yeah. So empowering the staff story. and knowing that they feel that they have the ability to yeah. fix something well, is truly you, important. Well, and you trusted them. 
mm-hmm. do that. And so therefore they're giving back right. tenfold, right? Right. Just, and they're going to make sure they protect that. Right. That, Absolutely. That, um, that resource that mm-hmm. you have trusted them with. Right. Well, and, and it's, uh, I think it also speaks to their taking care of the situation. The very last resort is, is going into that. And you know, we don't want to give the cash away, not because of the cash, right. but because that person is still upset. We right. don't want anybody leaving upset. Right. And so that's the only deterrent is because we don't, we, we don't want to dip into that bag because it's a thing we haven't been able to handle. Yeah, it's right? the message that yes. you're sending that they're going to really try to do everything right. they possibly can. Absolutely. So we'll give them a card, a business card, and say, mm-hmm. please come back again and give us another shot to show you what right looks like. We'd love it if you gave us that opportunity. And you know what? They always do. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, you know, it's... Um, as you think about just listening to those three tactics, you know, really hiring the right people mm-hmm. and really investing in your employees mm-hmm. in ways that are going to help them know that you're opening the ball stadium as a living room you right. know, to the people that that's who they're serving. And really, it's the guest. People are the guests coming into their living room right. and trusting them to yeah. take care of their own uh, own and have that responsibility. Right. Uh, what lucky what lucky employees you have at the oh, Blue gosh. Wahoos and how lucky we are to have you and the Blue Wahoos oh, as part of our community. Thank you so much. I feel I feel very fortunate that I get to work where I do and that I get to work for them. And they'll always say, they'll introduce me to a family member or something. I work for Donna and I'll, I'll correct them every single time. No, we work together or I work for you. You know, it, that's really what it comes down to. And thank you for saying that. It's, Absolutely. It's a wonderful group there. Well, and I started the first episode with, um, you know, when I really think about when I'm in a situation and I need to work on customer service or service excellence, I ask myself, what would Donna Kirby (laughs) do? And I think you can all see there's a reason for that. Thank Thank you you for what you've shared with us and just for spending the the time with me and our team and and our our, uh, people who listen to us every week. I know they can learn from you and just really appreciate the time, Donna. Thank you so much. It's been my absolute pleasure. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, Donna's going to be with us at our Pensacola conference October 29th and 30th on the beautiful Pensacola Beach uh, at our Hilton (laughs) property out there. So you'll get to meet Donna in person there. Thank you. Uh, So as you go into this week, uh, select select one of the tactics or more than one or a combination of what Donna's taught us today and and try it and then then reflect on what difference that makes to you and what difference it makes to those that you serve. Just again, so glad to have Donna with us and thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. I look forward to connecting with you next week as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week.